Welcome to the Switch Leader Podcast, where we decide today the leader we will be tomorrow. Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode of the Switch Leader Podcast. I am Caitlin Caffrey, and I'm one of your Switch content writers. And I get to be here today and have a conversation with Jared Sterling, the youth pastor at our Edmond campus. Jared, how are you today? I'm great, Caitlin. I'm excited to be here. Shout out to all my Life Church Edmond Switch family. Love you guys and uh, excited to chat today. Yeah. Awesome. So we're going to start this off like we uh, have been starting it off this semester with questions from you guys, from the Switch questions Leaders. Questions from you guys. <laughs> so the if you have a question or a topic that you would love for us to, to discuss on the podcast, please, please, please email that to us at switch at life.church because we would love to talk about what you are actually thinking about. So today's question, Jared, get ready. Okay. It says, I'm a small group leader, and I feel like my co-leader and I have completely different personalities, which seems to make it difficult for us to lead together. What should we do? Hmm. That's a great question. Um, You know, I think... Um, there are a few different ways a situation like this can go. Um, Mm -hmm. but first and foremost, I think it's really important to recognize that differences don't divide us. Differences can actually bring us closer together and empower us to be better leaders. I know for me personally, I have experienced, uh, situations where I was working with someone who was very different than me and on the front end it was a little frustrating. Like, man, we just think so differently about things. But the more that we got to know each other, uh, actually the better both of our perspectives got. And so in the context of leading a switch group, the reality is, is that the personality of all your students are going to be very different. And Mm -hmm. so for you and your co-leader to have different personalities, different dynamics, I think God can actually use that to better equip you to lead your students. Um, Now, if it's something that you feel like you've been trying to work through for a significant amount of time, uh, there are some instances where maybe it's just not the right fit. Maybe a different group is the right option, but that's something to really pray through, talk through with your coach and your youth pastor to identify if that's the right next step. Because I believe that most of the time uh, we should actually use our differences to broaden our perspective and help us lead at a higher level versus letting those differences divide us. That's so good. Uh, What I heard you say is that we should figure out how to play to each other's strengths um, when it comes to personality differences in leading groups together. Uh, Because the fact of the matter is, as uh, as you mentioned, our students are have going to have different personalities. And so having a co-leader that has a different personality than me will allow them to connect with those students um, in a way that maybe I can't. Um, I am a switch group leader at our Northwest campus. So shout out to my Northwest people. Um, And my co-leader is incredible and we have different strengths. So whereas 
Um, my strengths do not necessarily lie in the logistical communication and organizing uh, our people and activities outside of a Wednesday night. Her strengths do. And so she compliments uh, me immensely in that area and just helps bring our bring our group together to do fun things outside of a Wednesday night by her ability to communicate all of those logistical details. And that is something that I immensely appreciate about her um, and a way that we play to each other's strengths um, in, in my group. So yeah, yeah thanks again. And, and I think I would say, you know, that I think that's how God designed the church. Like God designed the church to be filled with people that are very different from each other and to uh, not be focused on those differences, but be focused on the mission, the mission that Jesus has given us to reach others. And that's that's exactly what it sounds like can happen in this situation is be focused on the mission united around that and then use those differences to your advantage in the same way that Caitlin, it sounds like you and your co-lead are using your strengths. That's, that's so good. Yeah. I love what you just said. It, I think there are some times where we can let our personal preferences get in the way of our missional effectiveness. And that is good. Say that again. Say it again. We can't let our personal preferences get in the way of our missional effectiveness. Um, And I think that that's a good litmus test to know when to have the conversation with your youth pastor is like, do the, do the work of self-examining. Is this just my personal preference? Like I would rather, you know, this person didn't lead this way or didn't say this thing that they always say or whatever. Like, is this just a personal preference or are we actually ineffective as leaders together? And that's the litmus test that I would pass it through. Um, and then, you know, have that conversation with your youth pastor if you need to. Come on. That's great. Cool. So that is our question. Again, thank you for submitting your questions. And if you have any of them, email them to switch at life.church. Now, Jared, what we are going to be talking about in this uh, podcast today is one of our one of our core values, one of our big things that switch is all about, and that is partnering with parents. But I think uh, maybe that language has po- we've possibly grown numb to it, and I think the idea of partnering with parents can kind of put our leaders in two different camps, and those camps would be, you know, oh man, I don't need to do that. It's kind of irrelevant. what does that even mean to partner with parents? I don't know how to do that. And I don't really want to do that to the other end of the spectrum, which is that's terrifying. You want me to have a conversation with their parents? I can barely have a conversation with the kids. And now you want me to talk to their parents. I don't know how to do that. So speak to those two kind of extremes and help us find a sweet spot. What does it really mean to partner with parents? Yeah, no, that's good, Caitlin. And you're right. Sometimes when we overuse certain language, uh, like partnering with parents, it it can almost become white noise where people tune out. And so Mm -hmm. 
you know, I was trying to come up with some different names for it. Uh, but the best I came up with was connecting with caregivers. But <laughs> I, I ran that by a few people. Everyone hated it. So you know what? We're just going to stick with what's working. Partner with parents. It is what we yep. do. Um, yep. And you're right. I have experienced this as a youth pastor at the Edmond campus. Before I was a youth pastor, I was a switch leader. And so mm. I've got to be on both sides of this where uh, I led a small group of middle school guys and would connect with their parents. But now I'm the youth pastor and I'm leading my leaders to connect with parents. Um, but I get so much of, of this conversation where I have some leaders who are going, ah, yeah, Jared, I, I don't know. I like, why is that so important? I mean, I'm showing up on a Wednesday night. I'm here sure. for my students. I'm connecting with them throughout the week. Um, but how am I supposed to talk with their parents? Does that really matter? And then the other end of the spectrum, I have some leaders who are just like, when I ask them, hey, how's it going connecting with parents? They're like terrified. They're like, <laughs> wait, you want you want me to call a, a parent? Um, right. But really cool story to that. Um, so Jen is one of our switch leaders at Edmond. And uh, she recently told me, she was like, hey, you know, Jared, I, I've definitely been a little bit intimidated about connecting with the parents of the girls in my switch group. But I mm. recently did it because we, we've been talking about it. We've shared the importance mm. of it. And when I reached out to their parents, instead of my fears, which I thought were like, they're going to have questions I don't know how to answer, mm. or uh, maybe they, they don't even want to hear from me. Like, I'm not that important. Instead, when she reached out to those parents, what she received was so much gratitude, so mm. much love. She heard from these parents who were telling her, Jen, you are making such a difference in the life of my student and I can't thank you enough. And so Jen came Come back on. to me and she was telling me this was so much joy, such a big smile on her face. And, you know, I'm kind of like leaned back in my chair and I'm like, yeah, I told you, like, I've been telling you all those things. But for her to finally take that step, connect with those parents, it really, really meant a lot to her and has created a new connection with those parents that I also think better enables her to connect with the students. Does that make sense? Mm. Mm. Say a little more about that. Yeah. So I think um, if we are only connecting with the students, that's, mm -hmm. that's great. And God can use that. But sure. we know that the most important influence in the life of every student is their parent. Yes. And so when you connect with the parent, you're actually opening up a whole nother world of perspective and understanding about what's going on in your student's life. Um, mm. Because I think the reality is, is a student will come to switch and may share something that's going on with you in their switch in switch group. And that gives you a little piece of the puzzle, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. But when you also connect with the parent, you're getting more pieces to the puzzle and you're better able to see the full picture of what's going on, which then better equips you to serve that family well and to pour into that student in the way that's needed in this season. But I think if you leave out the partnering with parent piece, you're actually missing a really big piece to the puzzle and you're unfortunately limiting your effectiveness as a switch group leader. Wow, that's so good. What, what I'm hearing is that there's a lot of power in acknowledging each other's roles when it comes to the, the parent and the switch leader. 
And I love, I love Jen's story. I love that example because it goes to show it's not, it's not actually as scary as we think it is uh, to connect with parents. And what she did by just making those phone calls was acknowledge like, Hey, I see the role that you have in your kid's life, in your student's life. You are their parent. You are the greatest influencer in their life. And by uh, acknowledging each other's roles through making that connection, you are actually, it allows you to share the responsibility of leading that student in a, a stronger and a better and a more holistic way. Like you're saying, it deepens, it deepens that connection. It gives you a fuller picture um, once you get to know their parent a little bit. Does this mean that you have to be BFFs with every uh, one of your uh, with every one of your kids' parents? No, <laughs> right, right. But it's like a litmus test for how connected you actually are to your students and what's going on in their lives. Um, Jared, you were telling me uh, kind of the a story and like a contrast. Uh, for you and your youth ministry of like pre and post COVID and some of the things that you learned through that. Can you relay that to our switch leaders? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, we've, we've always shared this idea and this vision that uh, the church is not the building. The church is the people. And we wholeheartedly believe that. Um, But I think when the pandemic hit that actually really, forced us to put our money where our mouth is uh, because Mm. before we were ever shut down, uh, we talked about partnering with parents. We talked about having contact information for your students and staying connected throughout the week. But we had actually never been put in a situation where like the only way to be connected was outside of the church. And so Mm. when we went through that season of having our doors closed and even reopening, uh, God really used that as a refining season for our ministry to allow us to really see how well are we connected to our students and to their families. Because if we're only connected on a Wednesday night when the doors of the church are open, we're actually missing it because there's Mm. other days in the week. There's several more hours and opportunities of connection throughout each week. And the two, two and a half hours on a Wednesday night is not the only time to be connecting with our students. And so it was through that season, we really had to evaluate, man, how well do we know what's going on with our students when they're outside the doors of the church? And it's great because now we're back. We're consistently meeting on Wednesday nights and that's fantastic. But we always want to keep that perspective and that mentality that it's not just about what happens in the building on a Wednesday night. We should Mm -hmm. be able to connect with our students and partner with those parents outside the doors of the church all throughout the week. And that's where I think in these semesters since coming back from that, um, Edmund specifically has grown tremendously in this area of how much we're prioritizing, connecting with parents, checking in on them, asking, how can we pray for you? How can we pray for your student? Or even just letting them know, hey, I'm here and I'm available. Because to your point, Caitlin, um, you're just not going to be like 
BFF with every single parent. And that is okay. But what Mm. you can do is just remind them that you are here and that you're available. I think that is one of the most powerful things we can do as switch leaders, as the church, is to just let these families know, I'm here, I care, I see you, I see your student. And if ever there is a need, man, I'm here to help with that. That's ultimately what this is about, is just creating that bridge and that connection point so that whenever it's needed, man, we're here, we're available. That's why the church exists, is to be able to serve the people in our community. And that's one of the ways we get to do that. Come on. That's so good. And I think, you know, it's so much easier than we think that it is to just let somebody know that you're here and that you exist. Like that's not hard, right? (laughs) I don't have to study the, the answer to every question that they could possibly ask to send a text and say, Hey, I'm your kid's small group leader. And I, you know, I just wanted to let you know I'm praying for you this week or whatever that looks like. It is that simple. You're just letting them know that you're available. And I think the, you know, that the heart for this comes out of, you're telling me like yesterday, the thing that breaks your heart is when you have a parent coming up to you saying, hey, like my kid is is wrestling with this and you step into a pastoral moment with that parent. But the question that you're asking is, who is this kid's small group leader? And like the tragedy of some of those moments is that they don't know. And that is a situation that like we want to avoid is that like heartbreaking. Oh man, they don't even know who their kid's small group leader is. So that if, if there is a moment of crisis, they have more than one contact. They know that there's another person who is, who's there and who cares about their kid. And that's like, that is really what the heart behind this partnering with parents this creating this connection point is about. Would you add anything to that? Absolutely. That's one of the first questions I always ask if there is a parent who comes up to me because yes, I'm the youth pastor and yes, they see me at church on the weekend, but anytime they are relaying any information to me about something going on with their student, one of my first questions is who is their switch group leader? And if they don't know that, man, we missed it. Um, That's really, really heartbreaking because yes, I'm the youth pastor, but this is so not about me. Like I, it's so much more about our small group leaders who get to be that consistent face and that voice and that connection point for our students and for the parents. Um, Honestly, I would prefer like a, a parent have already talked to the small group leader before they even come to me as the youth pastor, because Mm. yes, I'm going to step in. Yes. I want to try and help and provide any pastoral care that I can. But that's one of my questions is, does your student small group leader know about this anxiety that your student's struggling with that you're sharing with me? And if the answer is no, that's the first thing I want to do is I want to connect them to the small group leader because yes, their student will see me on a Wednesday night, but I am not their student's small group leader. 
And so I want mm-hmm. to empower all of our leaders to be that person who knows what's going on in more detail with all their students and to assure their parents, hey, we are aware and we are working through this with them. We're praying for them and we are encouraging them as a switch family. And so that's yeah. what I want. I want every single parent to know exactly who their student's small group leader is so that yeah. whenever, if they do come to me, uh, it's not to find out that information. It's in the best case scenario, which I've seen a lot more of lately, parents coming up to me and just sh- sharing gratitude and appreciation mm. for how that small group leader has been involved in their student's life. And that is such a joy to get to have those conversations of, man, this switch group leader reached out to me and sent me a picture of how my student was like praying for the group at switch. And Mm. that was just so kind of them to take a minute to send me that text message and say, Hey, your son or daughter, they prayed out loud for the group for the first time tonight, or they led our small group because they had the message guide to follow along with Um, any of these different ways that parents just come up to me and share gratitude and appreciation for the impact that our switch group leaders are making. um, That's what I want to share. And I, I want our leaders to know that and feel that because switch leaders, listen to me, lean in right now. What you do matters Come and on. you are making an impact in the lives of your students and in the lives of their families. Please know that. Please feel that it doesn't go unnoticed and it is appreciated. And not only are we thankful for you as staff members, as pastors of Life Church, but God is looking down and watching the impact that you're making and he's using you. And it matters. So I just really want to emphasize that for all of our listeners, Caitlin. That's so good. I think, um, again, stay, stay leaned in guys, because we want like the, we want this to be encouraging no matter which camp you found yourself in, or maybe you found yourself in both at various times where you're wondering, you know, does it, does it really matter for me to connect with these parents or you're on the other you know, other end and are are shaking in your boots at the thought of connecting with parents, no matter which camp you found yourself in. We want this to be encouraging to you that it's possible, it's easier than you think it is, and you in the in the seat that you sit in, you are empowered to do this because the fact of the matter is, like Jared is saying that the circle of influence that you land in as their small group leader, as their switch group leader is a closer circle than Jared or I, or any of the, of the youth pastors land in because yes, they see Jared on stage, but they sit with you in a circle. Exactly. And so that is, that is a, that is a, powerful seat of influence. And from that seat of influence, you are empowered to be a pastor in the life of that family. And we want you guys to know that. And we are immensely grateful for the ways that you step into that. Yeah. And Caitlin, what I I would add to that is I fully believe that every single switch leader, no matter what campus you serve at, no matter how long you've been a switch leader, you have a desire and a calling placed on your life 
to make a difference in the lives of students, to lead yeah. them to become fully devoted followers of Christ. But the one of the number one ways that the enemy tries to attack us is to distract us and to mm. move us away from the full potential that God has for us. And one of the ways we see that play out is through that fear or that intimidation sure. or those, those ideas that, man, I, I just don't know if this parent actually wants to hear from me. What if I'm not well equipped enough to have a conversation with a parent? Like the enemy is mm. just trying to distract you and take you away from the full potential of how God wants to use you to invest in the lives of, of the students that you lead. Because mm. when you put all those puzzle pieces together, when you're connected with your students on a Wednesday night and throughout the week, when you're connected with their parents, when you're showing up randomly to events that they have going on outside the church, when yep. you're putting all those pieces together, the exponential way that God can use you to make an impact in the life of that student, that's exactly the calling that God's placed on your life. That's the desire mm. that you have. And that's that that purpose, that fulfillment that you find in leading students. So don't miss out on this really critical piece of the puzzle by not connecting with parents. I promise yeah. you, like they're not that scary, okay? Um, <laughs> when you connect with them, just like Jen's story that we share earlier, um, yeah. I truly believe that you're going to receive back gratitude and appreciation yeah. and even more of an expectation of how God is using you and a more, a better realization of how you're making a difference in the life of that student. So don't let fear hold you back. Don't let apathy hold you back of thinking it Come doesn't on. matter if I connect with this parent or not. It matters Come and on. it better equips you to be a switch group leader and to serve the students that God has entrusted you with. Yep. And I think through that, um, man, you're just going to see, so much more growth and, and yep. so much more um, expansion of the kingdom through how God is using you. Yep. Yep. When you're tempted to be apathetic or intimidated, remember your why. <laughs> remember your why. I uh, think back to whenever I did my interview to become a switch leader at my campus, one of the questions that they asked me was, why do, you, why do you want to do this? And it is super powerful to put myself back in that seat and answer that question on a week to week basis of, man, I am doing this because I recognize that I would not be where I am today in my relationship with Jesus if it weren't for the leaders the mentors, uh, the adults that God placed in my life as a middle and high school student who allowed me to process questions, who encouraged me, who empowered me as a leader to step up and start taking responsibility. Um, and because of those people in my life, um, I am motivated to then turn around and be that um, in the life of the students that I get to get to to lead. So in those moments when you're tempted to be intimidated or apathetic, remember your why. Go back to that that place where uh, you realize that 
you wanted to do this, that God was calling you to do this in the first place. So Jared, we've, we've talked a lot about the why this matters question. Now let's get really practical and start putting some boots on the ground. Um, I, I've heard the question, okay, so I'm a middle school leader or I'm a high school leader. Does this look the same across the board? Does connecting with parents look the same across the board? Or is there nuance to how we do this in real life? Yeah, that's really good. Um, I think there can be some similarities, uh, but I hope that every switch leader listening will feel the freedom to adjust accordingly. And so what we recognize is that if you're a high school leader, um, Mm -hmm. the girls that you lead, the guys that you lead, most of them, some of them probably drive themselves to switch. And so you may not have an opportunity to connect with a parent in person on a Wednesday night. Um, right. But you have the ability to connect with them digitally, whether it's through a text or a phone call, and you can stay connected with them that way. You're going to have more of that in-person connection with the students on a Wednesday night, but because they're driving themselves, they're more independent. Uh, That's okay. You find other avenues and opportunities to connect with the parents and just check in with them. Um, It just depends. You kind of have to feel it out. You know, you kind of send out that first initial text or phone call to a parent. Hey, I'm your son or daughter's small group leader. And I just want you to know that I'm here. I'm available. And you'll have some parents who respond and and maybe they have questions. Maybe they really want to get to know you personally. You may have other parents who just say, okay, thanks. And you may not hear a whole lot back from them. And that's okay. The important thing is not the outcome. It's just the obedience through the process and making sure that those parents know that you're available. And so it can look very different. Your conversation from one parent to another may look different and that's okay. And I would just tell you, if you ever need advice or have questions, always remember your coach is available for you. Your youth pastor is available for you. They will help you navigate those conversations if needed. And so that's high schoolers. We shift to middle schoolers and I'll speak a little bit to just the nuances that I've experienced when I was a middle school leader and that I experience now as a youth pastor. When you're connecting with middle school parents, uh, you do have an extra opportunity because most of the time they're getting dropped off by a parent on a Wednesday night. And so we have a newer leader, James, who at the end of every night, he goes out into the parking lot and helps his students find their parents' vehicle. And then he says hello to the parent in person as they're in their car. And it's a great way to just be able to put a face to a name, have a very short, brief conversation, maybe brag on something that that student did that night. But he's taking advantage of the fact that the parent is dropping them off and picking them up from the church and goes out there and has a conversation with them. You also have opportunities to connect with them digitally, just like with a high school parent. But what I've experienced is oftentimes middle school parents can desire to be a little bit more in the know and connected Mm. to you as the switch group leader versus maybe a high school parent. Uh, Because middle school is 
just a time where it's a really big adjustment, right? Parents are aware. My middle schooler is now in a youth ministry that also has high school students in it. And so Mm. they want to be able to feel like the church is small and be able to feel like they are connected to what their student is experiencing. And that's where you as the switch group leader have a great opportunity to connect with that parent, let them know how their child is doing throughout the switch experience and just encourage them um, that their student is growing and learning and ultimately growing closer to Jesus. And so those are a couple of different things that come to mind with that question. Yeah. Cool. Thank you for sharing that. So if I am a a new switch leader or maybe a switch leader like Jen, who's been doing this for a l- little while, but is ready to take that step of connecting with parents, where do I start? That's great. Yeah. Starting point is, of course, have your students contact info, but then also get the parents contact info. And then that night, As soon as you get that information, send them a text or shoot a phone call towards them. Uh, The the text message can be something as simple as, hello, insert parent's name. This is Jared, your student's small group leader. I just wanted to let you know that I'm here. I'm available. If you ever have any questions, I would love to connect with you. It's really that simple. It will take you one minute to send a text message to each of the parents and just let them know. So they have your contact information, they have your name. And if you really want to go above and beyond, then Mm -hmm. like I've been saying, insert something great that their student did that night, you know, share a win or a way that you can brag on their student or just let them know you're really, really thankful to get to be a part of their life and be at switch with them. Um, Mm. It will truly, truly go a long way. And if you're looking for like a great follow up question, um, if you'll just text them every couple of weeks and just say, hey, how can I pray for you? There's something about when we ask people, how can I pray for you that we really we get past all the surface level stuff and Mm. we get to a more true reflection of what's going on in their life. Because Mm -hmm. if you ask a parent, how can I pray for you? You may hear about something difficult that they're going through or something difficult that their student is going through, or maybe it's something great that's going on. Maybe they're praising God for something. They're celebrating something amazing that happened. And now you as the switch group leader, because you asked one simple question, you're now more aware, more insightful and more capable of walking through this with that family. So that's always a great question to ask just as a check-in over the course of a semester and over the course of a year. Yep. Yeah. I, in a question like that, uh, not only does it create a connection, but it builds empathy. And when we are leading from a place of empathy, instead of just kind of guessing our leadership is going to be so much stronger, so much deeper, so much more uh, effective than when we're just kind of guessing and feeling it out of what's going on. Um, Asking a simple question like that allows us to get a more full picture, like you're saying, and it builds this empathy that just turns us into more compassionate, grounded leaders for our students. Um, I think that's phenomenal. So 
Step one, have the kids' contact information. Step two, have the parents' contact information. Step three, send a simple text introducing yourself. And if you want to go above and beyond, say something amazing about their kid. Because I'm I'm not a parent, but I'm sure that feels really good (laughs) to know that their kid is 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 doing something awesome. Again, it takes some of the guesswork out of it for the parent as well. When we have these connection points, it again builds that empathy and that partnership, which is uh, what we've been talking about throughout this episode. So Jared, do you have any concluding thoughts? Any final pieces of encouragement? I feel like this has been really helpful. Yeah, I'll just share one last story. Um, we have a sixth grade student. Um, her name is Kennedy. Mm. And Kennedy has been coming to Switch for all of this semester. So she's still fairly new. Uh, but she has loved it so, so much coming on a Wednesday night. She's so connected to her small group and her small group leader has been able to connect with her parents and just let them know how good of an experience Kennedy is having. Uh, But even above that, Kennedy just goes home every Wednesday night and just talks about how great Switch is. Kennedy then got involved swerving on the weekend. And so the parents found themselves in this place of, okay, our daughter always wants to be there on a Wednesday night. (laughs) She always wants to be there on the weekend. We've got this Switch leader who keeps reaching out to us and just Mm. sharing so many great things that our our daughter is experiencing in the church. Mm. We have to be a part of this. Come on. These were a husband and a wife who were not plugged in, who were not coming to the church, but because of their daughter's consistency and the connection to the ministry, Come on. her entire family now serves together on Sundays on the host team. And it Let's is the most go. beautiful picture of heaven that I can imagine mm. as this daughter's influence as a middle school girl has now led her family to be more plugged in, more involved in the church. And part of that connecting that bridge was through the switch group leader who just kept sharing. Here's what Kennedy did tonight. Here's what God's doing in our ministry. And they just finally said, how can we not be a part of this? And so switch leaders, you need to know that these are not the leaders of tomorrow. They're the leaders of today. They are making an impact in the lives of their families and God is using you to equip them and build them up. And so thank you for all that you do. Yep. We love you guys. We believe in you. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of the Switch Leader Podcast, where we decide today the leader that we will be tomorrow. See you guys next time. Oh, 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 oh